So, yeah, 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 yeah. Good, good stuff. Uh, let me read um, my Isaiah 55. I have been turning my attention to the power of the word to change my life and your life and turning away from any last hopes of my own that I have any ability to change or influence anybody. Um, it's very liberating, honestly. As the snow and rain fall from heaven, this is Isaiah 55, and this is a declaration, and they do not return until they have accomplished their purpose, soaking the earth and causing it to sprout with new life, providing seed to sow and bread to eat, so also will be the word that I speak. It does not return to me unfulfilled. My word performs my purpose and fulfills the mission I sent it out to accomplish. So, amen. I'm going to be able to um, wrap up uh, the last several weeks of teaching. And this uh, falls perfectly uh, into um, this resurrection day. So... We're going to pick up in Ephesians chapter 4, 5, probably 5, yes. Ephesians 5 and verse 8. And I have really been gleaning myself from um, going through these chapters in Ephesians. The transformation, the exhortations, and... The phrase, most of all, that shows up, our union with Christ. We are in union with him. And Romans uh, talks about if, that we died with him. When he died, we died. But when he rose again, we rose with him. So again, this, we have to get this, this picture, this revelation, that once you were a believer... There is a true union with Jesus, and you will spend the rest of eternity understanding that and growing in that revelation. It is a non-ending revelation. How we could be in union with him in the first place and uh, the impossibilities of that, even if you wanted to with all of your heart. Without his redemption, without him shedding his blood, without the finished work of Jesus, we could not. And so with it, we are invited into this union with him. And uh, so I believe as we make a movement towards that, our lives will be changed. We will enter into the, uh, all the elements of the supernatural life. Actually, it's all accessible and it begins with truly believing that and entering into that and, and uh, embracing that with all your heart. So there's a lot of great exhortations we saw in the beginning of this chapter. Be imitators of God in everything that you do. What a great premise for your life. Be, you know, how should I be acting? Just imitate Jesus. How should I be handling this situation? Just imitate Jesus. Uh, how should I be living you know, in, this, in this particular role or this responsibility? Imitate Jesus. In verse 8, we begin, Once your life was full of sin and darkness, 
but now you have the very light of our Lord shining through you because of, here it is the phrase, your union with him. Your mission, should you ex decide to accept it, should you choose to accept it, <laughs> is to live as children flooded with his revelation light. Live like that. So every time I read, I'm convicted. I, I go, ah, I'm not there, you know. Not there yet. Not exactly. You think about the day and the week you just went through and the, you know, and, and the moments that your mouth got out of control and the, most, the moments that your, your feelings went left of center and you followed them. And, you know, all of the, the things that happen in life, you realize I'm not living at that standard. I'm li not living at that place. And I, if I try harder, I probably won't do better. Have any of you come to that conclusion? <laughs> You have to try at least, you know. Good job. Good, good try. But it, it takes his grace, honestly. It takes his grace when you calm down and, and you, you just you look up. And you reach out for even ability to love him or even ability to know and ability to come into things. You see other people doing well. You get anxious. You get envious. You get, we have feelings. We feel downcast. Look at them. They're doing it, and I, I can't do it. They're, look at them. They're walking this out. I can't. I, I failed. And, and this looking around and comparing, comparing yourself, and, and it just leads to more downfall and more depression and more hopelessness that sets, sets in. But if you get your eyes on him, he's the author and finisher of you entering into a transformed life. And I'm longing for that, for myself and for all of you to get over trying to convince myself that I'm supernatural and being super, that I'm being that, flowing in that, tapping into the grace, tapping in. Your mission is to live as children flooded with revelation light. That, that is what all of us are supposed to do, not just a few, not just some. All, this is all of our mission. This is the mission. And verse 9, and the supernatural fruits of his light will be seen in you. I like that. Wherever I go, seen in me are not bad attitudes and not this, not insecurity and not all this other stuff. But seen in me are the fruits of his light, goodness, righteousness, and truth. That's good. Goodness, righteousness, and truth. This isn't for someone else. This is for you. There's no one here that can't lock onto this and decide in your heart, I want to get there. I want to go there. I want to abide there. Then you will learn to choose what is beautiful to our Lord. So earlier in this chapter, we were looking and... and and referred back to Galatians and the, the acts of the flesh and the nasties that we get into and the nastiness that's in, in life. And uh, again, how do you break free from that? Completely free. And it's about this, this, is, this is the way to tra be transformed, to union with him, going after, going after that, believing with your heart, letting the Lord work in you and realize it's there for me. 
I just, it just needs to come. I just need to embrace it. It's there. Then I'm able to choose not what is what I want to do, but I'm able to choose what is beautiful to the Lord. Choose what is beautiful. For the rest of the day, try this. Choose to act, to do, to, to say what is beautiful to the Lord. You pray. This is why the psalmist prayed, Lord, set a watch before my lips so I don't sin against you. Because I'm, I'm more prone to sin faster with my mouth than I am with any other parts of my body. Like, it's just there, you know? And you get in the right situation, you're like, oh, I'm not going to say that anymore. I'm not going to be sarcastic anymore. I'm not going to be belittling, belittling anymore. And boom, up it flares, and you find yourself picking at somebody or doing something. And it's, it's not even that it's sin. It's just that it's, it's below the standard. The Spirit of the Lord was on Jesus. We look back at uh, Isaiah 11, and right out of the gate, he says, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, and the interpretation of that is the Spirit of prophecy is on me. And if that Spirit that was on him is the same Spirit that abides in us and in us. And it's all the same. And so if that Spirit abides in you, there should be a Spirit of prophecy on your life, a foretelling of the things that are on God's heart especially directed towards people or situations. So we want to learn to make declarations. We're always listening to problems, eh? You can't avoid it. Just show up in life. You can try to isolate yourself. It still will show up. And, uh, you know, we've been groomed for this. Our, our, our method of news and getting news, it's always from up here condensating, condensating, condescending and always judgmental and fine and it's so it feel we get used to it it feels good to find what's wrong with the rest of the world yeah that's why we watch the news when we did if we did hopefully you're free from it getting free from it but it, it it's funny how if there's good news we probably won't watch it but if there's bad why what is that what is that that's like not a good thing you know and and so we're we're our culture so we're we're so brainwashed, affected, but this is what normal, we get together with these people. I mean, even if you're a sports fanatic, what do you, you know, pretty soon you're talking about the mistakes the quarterback made on Sunday afternoon, you know, like, you know, and like as if you could run across the living room. <laughs> Isn't that funny? You know, sitting on your couch, eating pop and, you know, drinking pop and eating potato chips and, you know, what? What are you doing? It's like, what are you doing? You know, that's the question. So it's, we're so, we feel better. We find what's wrong with everybody else. Uh, it's a really bad way to feel better about yourself. It's, it stinks. But it, I, I look back at my life from my childhood and it was such a, was such a proneness to find, to feel better about finding fault with how everybody else was doing it. It was, it was in my family. It was like it was in the, it was, we had it for supper and lunch and, you know, it was like what you ate. It's just all around you. To come to Jesus and go, uh, that's not normal. No? Because it, it shows up then in church. It shows up in your Christian walk. And you're still acting like that. That's the works of the flesh. Just as much as any of the nasties are. So I want to be free from it. And, I, you know, it's like when it shows up, like, 
Lord, I don't want this. This is it's not what I want to do. I don't know why I went there. Did I feel insecure? Did I feel threatened? Did I feel whatever? All of a sudden out of my mouth comes this da-da-da-da-da. So our hope is to be light, fruit, fruits of his light, goodness, righteousness, truth. Then I can choose what is beautiful to the Lord. And don't even associate with the servants of darkness because they have no fruit in them. So this is a tricky thing because we all work with unbelievers or we're around unbelievers. We have relatives that are unbelievers. Like You can't avoid being around these people, but there's a difference between when you fellowship with them, when you become one of them, and when you stay in a good place and you care about them. You're not allowed to not care. That, that stinks too. That's just religious. But when you care, but you, you don't fellowship in that darkness, that you don't, it's, this is a very challenging thing. I think you need the grace of God to get it right. Yeah? That's how tricky it is. It's not just a black and white thing, hey, don't do that anymore. Like, it's difficult because you do have relationships with people that are not always very good people. Yeah? But there's this difference when you fellowship with them in their sin and in their stuff. If they are very comfortable about telling you the horrible things that they're doing, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge you on that. Be, be careful. You're, you're, you're feeding that. Because if I can find someone that agrees with me about something, then I feel a lot better about it. When I'm expressing my whatever, you know. I find someone degree, I, I don't feel checked. I feel like, oh, I'm, I'm affirmed. It's good to have that bad attitude. It's good to have that judgment. It's good to have that thing. Again, I just, I just want to call this out. I want to, because the scripture's calling it out. Well, what, step up. The very, in verse 12, it says, darkness, it says, don't associate with the servants of darkness because they have no fruit in them. Instead, reveal truth to them. So you can speak truth and speak it in love. Hard, yeah, but... They will learn to trust you, though. They may even get miffed about you and call you names at first, but you'll be the person they can go to later because they know you're speaking the truth. I, I want to be that person. I don't want to be the popular person. I want to be, be the trusted person. I want to be the person that someone comes to, says, I know you always speak the truth. I, I want to tell, talk to you about something. I don't want to just tell you what I'm doing wrong. I want help from what I'm doing wrong. Help me find my way. The very things they do in secret are too vile and filthy to even mention. Whatever the revelation light exposes, it will also correct. And everything that reveals truth is light to the soul. And that's a, tru that's, that's a truth a reality that's across the board. When you speak truth, that when the light shines, it exposes darkness. A lot of times, you don't have to go to the extent that you do trying to correct people or point things out to them. Just when the light comes, the, the light dispels the darkness. It convicts the darkness. Just trust in the light. Trust in the truth. Just speak it. Don't add to it. Don't be the persuader. Don't, be, don't carry it. Like, Just speak it. If it's a moment to speak the truth, just speak the truth. 
and let the light come, it will also correct everything that reveals truth is light to the soul. So I know when the Spirit's working, and He's always working in my life, and, and light comes to something, it's, it's often, I, all of a sudden, I have eyes to see something. It wasn't the efforts of a person to, to correct that. I'm reading something, and I go, oh, Oh my, I didn't see. I'm doing that to my wife. I want to, the Spirit's there. He's revealing something, and I'm able to go, I, I don't, I've had a lot of things like that when the Spirit reveals. I have a grace to step away from bad behavior or bad attitudes. And it's not because I got a lecture. It's, not be, it, it's, it's because truth came, light came. Truth's very powerful. And when all the other stuff of the flesh is removed and truth just comes to you and you, you have an a, a revel, a, awakening, you're like, wow, let's trust in this because we're trying to fix the world and fix people around us. And it, how's it going for you? Just wondering. Worn out, exasperated with all those people. <laughs> The commission is to be fully what's getting revealed here. Be this. Be light. Be the light. Whatever the revelation exposes, it all will also correct, and everything that reveals truth is light to the soul. This is why the Scripture says, and here's your resurrection day message, perfect Perfect verse, the rest of verse 14. We're going to go to Isaiah in a second. Arise, you sleeper, rise up from your coffin, and the anointed one will shine his light into you. So there's a call from heaven for all of us to arise. Now, you're the one that knows. Are you sleeping? You're the one who knows. Do you need awakened? It's like, well, yeah, yeah, I'm born again. I've been saved, baptized, done this, done that. Went to church three times this month. You know, we start rattling off the, I'm qualified. Maybe you're awake, maybe you're not. That, that stuff doesn't make you awake or not awake. Like, are you awake? Are you awake to Christ? It's so easy. I don't care how many notches on your gun you have of things you've accomplished in the Lord and things you experienced and anointings. You still may be asleep. Is your heart awake? And it, it's easy to go to sleep. It's easy to become dull. Some disappointments, some conflicts happen, some broken relationships, some, you know, some big losses I can I can track I'll, I can track if and I I hope you can do this too. Start identifying. I've had to learn how to do this, but you can track where you fell, where your countenance fell, where your hope dropped. And instead of getting all cranked up about it or twisted up about it, just identify that. Go back to that thing. And 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 sometimes it's just a matter of seeing where did I stumble. I was running well. Paul asked that of the believers. You were running well. What hindered you? Why did you become legalistic again? You were walking in freedom. And then, poop, what happened? Where'd you go? I can tell you've changed. You're back into legalism. 
You're back into rules. You've lost your joy. You've lost your countenance. You're not, you're not awake anymore. You're just... And, and track, pay attention and find out. It's the funniest thing sometimes that will trip you up. A little offense, a little disappointment, the slightest thing, and poof, you kind of crash. It's actually normal. It happens. Just identify with it and get back up. Get back up. I love Sozo and healing ministries, but you don't necessarily have to go through a session. Just identify it. Get back up. If that doesn't work, we'll sozo you. We'll take you through something. You know, you'll, but, but just get it simple. Like, Lord, I stumbled there. And I don't want to stay here. I want to get back up. I want to move forward. I want to arise. I want to awaken. Here's why you should have hope in this concept. Because Jesus is calling you to awaken. Hear his voice if you are in slumber, if you're dead asleep, if you're, you know, it doesn't matter the degree, his voice is coming to you, awake, O oh sleeper, arise from the dead. You've gotten, you're doing routine, but you're not awake. You're showing every, up every day, you're feeding the kids, you're, you know, you're saying hi to your husband and da 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 and your wife, and you're, I, I'm doing that, I keep going to work, I still show it up, I'm here at church, yeah, you're here, but you're not here. Yeah, you're, you're living dead. <laughs> Identify what happened and, and hear the voice awaken. Awaken. We, wanna, we need to be awake. We need to all be awake. And when you awaken, you become aware of your gifts, your callings, and you're, you put your hand back to the plow. And you're not striving, you're just, you enter back into that thing that you're supposed to be doing. And uh, so let's look at Isaiah chapter, da, 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 I have this written down. I've got to put my page backwards, backwards, backwards. It's 52, 52 first. Isaiah 52. These are our calls. Here's the God of Israel calling them back as a nation. Of course, we're in union with Jesus, so we're in this, Okay. I have to keep telling myself. I go, ah, oh, it's for Israel. No, no, it's for me. I'm in. I'm, I'm in union with Jesus. 52, wake up, open your eyes, beautiful Zion, put on your majestic strength. So these are very affectionate. How many of you look beautiful when you wake up from sleep? I see the Ketchum boys come in. You know, their parents are doing good just to get them dressed and get them here for practice, et cetera. And, the, you know, especially the littler one. And then Shiloh, he's always, he's groomed well. He's good. The other two, not so much. Yeah. Harvey comes in, you know. I don't look like that anymore because my hair is too short to do that. He calls them affectionate things as he wakes them up and calls them. Put on your majestic strength. Jerusalem, the sacred city, put on your, your glory garments. Dress up. Never again will the unclean enter your gates. You've been devastated. You've been, you've been raped. You've been ravished. Yeah, feel that way sometimes. Here's the Lord calling forth 
Israel when they're not that, but he's calling them forth and calling them great names. Arise, shake off your dust. That's the, the dust of sin, the dust that's on you. Shake it off, dust it off. How many of you are doing something? You're working in the garage, you're outside or whatever, and you know, you're, you've got to go in the house for something, or you, you, and you dust off what you're, you know, you dust off your clothes. Dust off that, that dirtiness that settled on you because you were in life. You had your hand to the plow and stuff kind of came and stuff happens. So dust it off. Sit enthroned, Jerusalem. Break off your shackles of bondage from your neck, you captive daughter of Zion. For this is what Yahweh has to say. You were sold for nothing. Now you will be redeemed without any payment. And he goes into again talking about the redemption that was going to come to them. They were redeemed. Isaiah chapter uh, 60. Now, again, same message. Rise up in splendor, verse 1, and be radiant, for your light has dawned, and Yahweh's glory now streams from you. Look carefully. Darkness blankets the earth, and thick clouds cover the nations. Oh, my gosh. I think it says 2022 right there. If you're tapped in at all to the rest of the world, there's a thick darkness over the world. It's, it's complicated. It's complex. We sit here and we have our judgments and our attitudes and our opinions. Just, I just would caution you, be careful. There are complexities out there in the world that are way beyond us knowing or understanding. We need, the world needs a savior. And they're hungering and crying out for that like never before. They're in horrendous bondage, brutality like all across. There's some you hear about. There's a lot you don't hear about. Above the earth and below the earth, there are horrible atrocities, unthinkable things. And the groan is going up. And I, sometimes I think I'm living my little life here. And there, there, I know there are things going on. And there are deliverers coming. And the, and the earth has to be groaning under the pain of this, of the atrocities. We need a Savior. Israel was in this position. We need Messiah to come. We need a Savior to come. We need Jesus to come. We need him to deliver. We need his deliverance. But Yahweh, here's the promise in Isaiah 60 Yahweh arises upon you, and the brightness of his glory appears over you. Nations will be attracted to your radiant light, and kings to the sunrise glory of your new day. Lift up your eyes higher, look all around you, and believe. So, this is to those he is awakening. This is to us. Arise. The plan is that you're going to get out of bed, you're going to comb your hair, and you're going to become radiant. That, that's our mission. What was the mission? To live as children filled with revelation light. There's a mission. Yeah. To live with re revelation light. I love bumping into those people. 
They're not full of themselves. They're full of truth. There's just peace. They're not religious. They, they just have truth. They have a heart. They, 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 they're, they're need to run into. They're need to talk to. Lift up your eyes higher. Look all around you and believe. For your sons are returning from far away. Your daughters are, re- are being tenderly carried home. Watch as they all gather together, eagerly come back. So a promise to Israel, but it's a, a promise for this time as well. And a call for us to arise and to awake. Be awake. Be awake. And the spirit, only the Spirit can take the dullness and the, and the things off of our ears so that we can hear the Spirit, that we can perceive and, and understand. We want to be the people that draw into that, in this calamity, in these atrocities we're living because the Lord, he is sending a delivery, sending deliverance. It is coming. It is still coming. And I want to be awake for it. I want to be in this place where there's the Lord's attracting people to himself through me and through you because there's healing in your hands, because there's redemption in your mouth, because there's a message on your tongue, because there's forgiveness in your eyes. Do you know you can bring forgiveness to a person just by looking at them with eyes of compassion? That's a, that's a whole other thing even beyond a smile. To be able to look at a person and they feel forgiven because you, you, there's, you have the look of your father's eyes. Yeah, I, I, I'm not being ridiculous. This is the real stuff. And we're living short when we're not embracing and reaching out and, and uh, filling our hearts and minds with the, all that there is for us. So the Lord wants to heal us and deliver us and set us free because you've got a mission to fulfill. You've got fullness to come into. Just pray, commit in simple ways. Don't strive. Just commit your life to the Lord. Commit to him. Realize today, if you need to awaken, ask, Lord, help me wake up. Help me be alive, fully alive to all you're doing and saying, that is the best life you could ever have. To be alive to God, to be alive to what's happening. I don't care where you live or what you have or don't have. You tap into this, life becomes an adventure. Things become alive, whether, no matter where you go. That's really the promise of this, what I'm sharing today. You take this with you, you whether you're at work or whether you're at play. There's nothing, there's nothing that you that you should dread doing because you're not separated from this once you embrace it and believe it. If you're working and toiling or whether you're sitting in church, if you're sitting you know, in your home or you're out on a great adventure, this thing goes with you once you get it. And so you don't have to be uh, anxious like bored or, you know, I'm missing life. I'm stuck at home with my kids. It can be right there. It will be. You embrace this. It will be right there. It will be where you are. You take this with you. 
Peace comes, and th this will overcome the chaos, overcome the hopelessness, overcome whatever else that you're, you're battling or fighting against. And, and sometimes it is challenging to fend this stuff off. It comes in waves and bumps you a little bit. Like, I'm good. Bumps you again. I'm good. Then the third, the third wave can tend to put you under the bed like, boom. Somebody has to find you. Hey, what you doing under there? You know, that thing. Happens to the best of us. But you hear the call, awake, arise. I don't want to get up, you know? Think about your kids trying to wake them up when they don't want to get up. Oh, don't bother me. They roll over and hide in the covers. And yeah, I know, sometimes it's your wife or husband, but whoever, you know, or the adults, you know, and it's not always the kids. We use them as examples a lot. It would never be you. Hear, hear the voice of the Lord today. Let's pray. Father, I, I just ask today that everyone sitting here that on this resurrection day, this day we celebrate your resurrection, that we hear your voice calling us out of the, out of the grave, out of the sleep, out of the hiding, out of the sh shutdown mode, that we hear you calling us, arise, awake, and Christ will shine on you. Because if you shine on me, I'll feel like living again. If you shine on me, I won't be afraid. If you shine on me, I will be super energized to face the day and to face the challenges. Arise, awake, O sleeper. And Lord Jesus, let every person hear the good names that you're calling them and shut off all that accusation, those bad names we call ourselves. Give us grace today to see ourselves in the, uh, through your eyes, the beauty, the joy, the love that you have for us so that we can emulate that, we can share that, Lord Jesus. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.